Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast Ice Pops. They'll freeze your brain forever. It has been established that you need to be in possession of some tainted blood to finalize the formula that will potentially cure all of the sea-blasted and fix whatever's wrong with them. Well, whatever's wrong with them as relates to Mountain Sea Blast. It's not going to, like, fix their credit scores or anything. How are we going to get that tainted blood? So, here's what I'm thinking. We should probably get our hands on some Mountain Sea Blast, then... Take it into the place where all the crazy Z people are, and then luring them over to it. And then kidnapping one of them while they're all distracted, and then we'll have our blood. I do not believe that an abduction is necessary. All we need to do is restrain the poor creature and get what vitae from its body that we need, and then return it promptly here. Yes, but if we only have a little bit, and it gets damaged on the way back, then we have to do it again. But if we have a whole person, and they get damaged a little bit, we still have most of a person. Chomp, chomp. Og points to his teeth. Chomp, chomp. I I, I don't recommend it. Honestly, I appreciate it. We'll get you something. I heard there's dolphin out this way. He looks a little scared. Oh, yeah. I saw that on TV once. All right. So we won't get dolphin. What about, what about starfish? Whitefish? Bluefish? Gentlemen, I think we can take time later to discern what type of fish to feed Og, and instead just go about procuring the sea blasted. We did encounter a number of them coming from the ocean onto shore when we made our way here earlier. Verily so! We should be on our way, back upon the vessel that we have brought ourselves here with. Wait, weren't we attacked by birds on the way out here? And those shape-changing things? Yes, all of those things. So, like, don't you think we'll be chased or attacked on the way back? There is a distinct possibility, yes, that we will be accosted by our enemies. But this is for the greater good, so it is probably... In our best interests, Trevor, to just simply proceed. What if we were to scuba dive for one? Catch it in a net. Do you have diving equipment on your boat? Of course. That's a silly question. I'm rich. And Og can swim. So, like, you know, two of us will go down there. And, like, when we see one, we'll run the net over there and scoop him up. And then come back to the boat. And if there's a skinwalker, I'll... Grab a rope, tie it around Og's waist, and we'll swim away. Well, he'll swim. I'll get dragged. Yes, he is our most accomplished swimmer. He was built for it. Well, I think he was actually built to kill us. But, you know. In any event, I think that that might be our best bet of how to proceed. All right, cool. So, like, we'll hop on the boat, go towards the edge of where the wards are, and begin our escapade upon the ocean floor. So, who's diving down? Me and Og. 
I will remain on the boat to operate the wench and also to keep an eye out for any uh, above-surface enemies. She is thankful for your ministrations. Not that wench. Wah, 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 wah. As the good father has the daintily wench well underway and well good in hand, I shall maintain full vigil and make sure that with my one remaining eye I keep good track of all 360 degrees to ensure no feathered fiends from above or shape-changing villains from below dare impede our investigation. There are birds circling up above. I ready my sword and shield. Wait, make a scarecrow. And I show him how to make a scarecrow on a piece of paper with, like, you know, a life jacket and a silly hat and a fishing pole and a harpoon thingy for the arms and a whole bunch of rope and, uh, you know, a fisherman's coat. And I say, go. Please roll to act under pressure. Well, five and a three is an eight. And my cool for one makes that a nine. With a nine, by the time you're finished explaining the process and showing him what to do, you have built your own scarecrow. Ta-da! Make one of those. Well, I shall certainly endeavor to try. Excellent. And when you're done, put it over here, at the front of the ship like this. So it scares away the birds, because, you know, they're like, caw, caw, person, ah! Right next to uh, where yours is there, yes? So... Gentlemen, gentlemen, there's two major issues with your plan right now, Trevor. The first is that in being so absolutely gung-ho for demonstration, you actually constructed a scarecrow. So it kind of makes it beside the point for Osmond to make one. But additionally, the way a scarecrow works is to give the impression that a man is somewhere and the birds do not want to go near the man. However, these birds have no problem attacking men, so I'm not entirely certain that this is going to serve the purpose you want it to have. Well, yeah, because, you know, how do the birds know who is who? So, like, if birds are fighting over there, then they're not fighting over here. And if they're fighting over there, then they're not fighting over here or over there. So, like, the more peoples, the more less birds. So what you want is less of a scarecrow and more of a decoy. Tomato, potato. Well, in that case, we definitely should build a second one. Okay. And then I put my mask down and the oxygen in my mouth and I roll off the back of the boat. Bloop. Og shrugs and dives in after you. You reach the bottom of the sea. Ocean. Water. Cool. You can't see anything. Oh. I take out a glow stick and I break one. You can see more. Mostly bottom of the ocean type of things. You're not really seeing any sea blasted out this far. If I remember correctly, I think you still have a floating use of see it all fits together. Can I ask the same question twice? Remind me of the questions. The questions are, is this person connected to the current events even more than they're saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? So I guess, what does the monster want from this person? This person being everyone. What the sea blasted want are more mountain sea blast. You are not likely to find them this deep into the ocean. 
Okay, now hear me out. Somewhere nearby, there is a broken pipe that is leaking what we originally thought was toxic fluid, which could in fact be a concentrated form of mountain sea blast. If I get back on the boat, can we go to the location where the pipe was and perhaps explore that area? You easily could. Oh, good, good. However, doing so would mean you're leaving the wards of the island. Okay. Could I do it without moving the boat? Yes, but it is quite some distance away. Hmm. Well, I say Og and I try it. We're going to tell everybody on the boat first. We're not just going to disappear and go off two miles and be like, oh, blah, 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 away. Because, you know, that's super wrong. So I go back up to the boat. You get back up to the boat. So, like, once I come on the boat and I get out of Westhoff, uh, I got a plan. I'm going to go back underwater. I'm going to take Og. And we're going to go to where the toxic waste was. Because I think they'll be sea blasted there. But that's outside the boat line. And I don't know if the boat's going to be outside too long without getting attacked by things. Unless you guys think we should take the boat. Ready? Team vote. Well, if we are to head into a, a land of waste... It would make much sense if we, as companions, all go together. Okay. Trevor, the other major concern that I have about your plan is when we sent Osmond below in the same area, the overwhelming effect of whether it was toxic waste or concentrated sea blast eroded his armor and threatened his life. I'm just looking out for your well-being. I just want to make sure that you are aware of the risks you're taking before we go through with this plan. Okay. Yes, I do recall that it made me start to cough a serious amount of blood the next day. I've never felt like such a child since. Huh. Well, maybe I won't get that close. Plus, I'm pretty sure we found out, you know, just recently, I'm built different, so... You do have a wooden foot now. All right, here's a plan and a thought. Before we leave these wards, let's string up the fishing nets over us to at least create some sort of directional help to prevent the birds from dive-bombing us directly. Okay. But was the intention not to scare the crows, as they say? And I point to the... uh, Scarecrow, question mark, that has been hastily assembled, the limbs of which are mostly falling off as they were made of tied-together wrenches, and... Actually, I think it was a harpoon that was used for the arms. That's what I used. Did you make one? I made it. I, I snapped it so that it would fit both. And to answer your question, Osmond, yes, the, the scarecrow is meant to help with the birds, but I'm just thinking that if we're given this opportunity... Rare to prepare, which is something that we have been, I'll admit, notoriously poor at in the past. It might be worth our while to at least attempt to mitigate some of the damage, rather than just playing our usual card of being bigger and tougher than everyone else. I like your style. So long as you know, true in your heart, that we are exactly that, as heroes. Oh, Osman, there's never been any doubt about how big and tough we are. But the Lord says he helps them who help themselves, and certainly that means that we can prepare 
even more for this encounter. Well, your lord is certainly a wise one. Hopefully one day we will meet and change words. We all must meet him someday, my son. And with that, I will begin to rig the fishing nets as a makeshift canopy over the top of the boat. And with that, I would like you to roll to act under pressure. How did I know? Five and a five, which is a ten. And my cool is a one, makes an eleven. With much skill and grace, you are able to construct makeshift deck armor for the boat to prevent any flying creatures from being able to assault you while you speed along. And speed along you do. It doesn't take you more than 15 minutes to get to approximately where you were the last time you had encountered this gunk underwater. Are you going to head to directly above where the pipe feeds into the ocean? Or are you going to approach from the water? Um, I'm going to approach so that I'm up current, so that when I'm in the water, you know, the toxic stuff's being pushed away from me so I can get closer to it and survey the area better without being worried about getting toxified. Because, you know, I don't think I need any more superpowers. Because I'm super anyway. Into the water you go. Aug alongside you again? Yeah, I think so. He feels somewhat uncomfortable in the water here, but he is still willing to assist you. I mean, if he doesn't want to be here, I'm not going to make him go. It's not that he actively doesn't want to be here, it's more that he has unpleasant memories of the area. Well, Og, if you don't want to be here, I totally get it, and that's okay. So, I give him a thumbs up, and I go on down. And if he comes, cool. Roll to act under pressure. Well, a six and a four is a ten, and my act under pressure is cool for a one, making it an eleven. An eleven? You are using your fish finder, and you are seeing... Something under the boat. It is roughly man-sized. And sleek like a shark, but it's got elongated fins. Well, I don't want that. Unless, you know, it's tainted with the sea blast. But then again, I don't know if I want that anyway. So, what if we get closer to shore, guys? With a monstrous beast such as that. Why, if only we had the means of capturing such a thing surely be no way to do so for thousands of miles from here on the ocean on this boat. Gentlemen, we have to make a serious decision here because we are either going to be caught in a fight for our lives here or closer to the shore. And I, for one, tend to think it would be more reasonable to be closer to shore just in case things don't go our way. And I move the boat closer to shore but not so close that I run ashore. Because, you know, I need to be able to escape. I was unaware you knew how to do that. <laughs> You're silly. So, you begin moving a little bit closer to shore. This thing follows. Can I see any sea blasted on the shore? Yes, there are actually a group of sea blasted playing volleyball against some co-eds. They're not doing particularly well. All right, so check it out. So I stop the boat, and I go to the edge, and I get out a loud horn, and I get out my cell phone, and I play a Mountain Sea Blast commercial so that the Sea Blast can hear me, and they've got to come over here. I've got a net. I'll scoop them up. 
And yes, some of the sea blasts did turn and start wandering your direction. Several non-sea blasts did do too. Quick, start acting like you're having a really fun time on the boat. Woo! Oh, hey, look. It's the sea blast party boat. Yeah, I heard that's a great time. Definitely wasn't any shark-related dismemberings on it last time it went out. You know, gentlemen, I do worry about the youth of this nation. Indeed, a rebel country may have better training for theirs. An invasion might be imminent. You should bring this up with your lord. And they begin swimming towards you. I throw one of the lifesavers to the nearest sea blasted and reel him in. Okay, you toss the donut and clonk one of the sea blasted who grabs it and begins chewing on it. Come on, boy. Here we go. Very slowly. And you reel him in. As he gets to the top of the boat, he tries to start chewing on you instead. I will immediately pull him off and restrain his arms and head. Roll to protect someone. Six and three is a nine, plus my tough of three is twelve. And protect someone is one of my advanced moves from my recent leveling up. So, what do you get for rolling a 12? Uh, both I and the character I am protecting are unharmed and out of danger. You are very quickly able to subdue this, this sea blasted and... I don't know, tie him up with... The Scarecrow. My toes. <laughs> yes. Please roll to use magic. Okay. Well, a four and a six is a ten, and my weird of one makes it an eleven. <laughs> so, this scarecrow grabs this thing's arms behind its back. Not exactly sure how or why this happened, but I would but think it does appear to be assisting you. That answer would be evident. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Ebbs, back to the island. Yeah, man, and I floor it back to the island. Oh, your lord does seem to have the Council of Druids on his side, then. It would make sense he had such magics himself. Quite an effective reach, as I cup my eyes from the sun and look towards a, the nearest thing resembling a castle. That would probably be the factory up on the, the bluff above the sea. Hmm. You approach the island with all haste. The thing under the water is keeping pace. Just before I get to the word line... I'm going to turn the boat so that, like, you know, I trick it in case it's trying to follow us and use us as a decoy to get across the line. Because I don't want that to happen. But, like, if it bounces off the wall, I'm like, ha, sucker, then I can go over the line without it. Roll to act under pressure. Impressive. Active under pressure moves. Well, five and a two is a seven. And my cool of one makes an eight. Partial success. Well, that's better than sinking. You pull up and cut a tight turn. And as you do, this thing collides with the rear of the boat. The boat shakes as though something much, much more massive than what you saw in the sonar hit it. Yeah, can, I, can, I, can I look overboard and see what it is? Can I see it in the water? You can look overboard. And as you peer over the edge, tentacles reach up from the deep, threatening to crush you. Hey folks, welcome to the middle of episode 23. 
This is just our mid-episode reminder. Thank you, I should say, for checking us out here on the Umbral Theater Presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal. I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening as much as we have. Go ahead and check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you get a podcast, you can find us. And in addition to us, you can also find our new sister podcast, the Weirdwood Preparatory Academy, which is a more adult-themed game using the Monster Hearts system. Also, episode 26 is coming up, folks. So if you want to take just a minute and run over to any one of the comment sections where you listen to our podcast, leave us a question or I'll head over to our Facebook page or drop a question to our The Umbral Theater at Gmail account. And uh, yeah, we'll be delighted to answer those for episode 26 because we're going to do a sit down where we talk about where we are in the show and kind of do a little catch up. That's right. Episode 26 marks six whole months of episodes of the show. And we are very much looking forward to hearing everything that you would have to ask about the show, because it's amazing and fun, and I hope you're all having fun too. And now, back to the show. Fleshy tendrils reach up from the depths and threaten to entangle and destroy you and the boat. They have that wonderful skinless texture that you are so used to seeing by now. I turn the boat back towards the wards. You spin the wheel, but it's already got a grip. You're going to have to do something to dislodge it. Yeah, it's called a flaming broadsword. I don't have one of those. Yes, and I'm preparing to use it on the tentacle. Well, you prepare to do that. What's Sir Osmond doing? Not today, you foul beast from the deep. And I shall run headlong into a series of tentacles and start cutting away at them. Roll to kick some ass. Well, a one and a two is three. Plus my tough of three is six. A six sounds like a failure to me. Yeah, kind of. Wow! That happened at some time, man. What, do you think I just rolled dynamite all day? So you leap, swinging your blade, going snicker-snack, and before you realize it, you have pushed this thing back so far that you are falling off the edge of the boat. Away, fiend! Away! Up! Lucky for you, your leg is caught, and instead of heading straight into the deep, you are saved from this ignoble fate and lifted high into the air by one of these tentacles. Well, Father O'Malley, are you prepared to use this broadsword? I thought I was, but <laughs> evidently no one told me to roll to kick any ass, so I didn't throw my dice yet. I feel like you're prepared. Okay, so to do it, you gotta do it. So do it. All right, a six and a one is a seven, plus my tough of two is a nine. With a nine, you get some stabbing on. The tentacles take a little bit of damage, a little bit of burning, and they swat back at you. Oh, I'm sorry. My tough is actually plus three now, so uh, it's a ten. In that case, you do an additional effect. What sort of additional effect do you do? I would like to take less harm. Less harm is a good thing. Take two harm. All right, I'll reduce by one for armor. And you are battered about a little bit by these tentacles, but you're mostly able to keep from taking a hit straight on. Trevor, I'm going to try as best as I can to dislodge these tentacles as well as retrieve Osmond. You just be ready to hit the gas as soon as we are free. Okay. Well, I have a really cool 
weapon thing that looks like a short sword, but has a spiky thing attached to the end that shoots away on a chain. And I take that out of the ether where it hides because nobody can see it. But then it happens. And I attack the tentacle. Make your roll to kick some ass. Well, six and a two is an eight. And my top of zero makes it an eight. Well, you also deal some damage to it with your whirly magig. How much damage do you deal? A total of three. One of those is magic, somehow. Because, you know, it's magic. Your not-sword is magic. So my not-sword is magic, yes. Okay. And your magic sword stings it a little bit. A little bit. But this creature's flesh just keeps refilling and regrowing where you chop it away. Well, as long as sting is a little, that's enough for me. You do see a scar from where you hit it with your weapon. Well, I feel validated. Sir Osmond, you're up in the air. I shall look my change of fate right in the eyes and say, Not today! And stab away at the tentacle what is holding me aloft. Certainly. What are you trying to do? I am trying to free myself. Roll to act under pressure. Well, that is a three and one. Uh, act under pressure finally has a bonus of plus one for a total of five. So that's another experience point. As you begin your swing and the tentacle just slams you against the water. You hit the surface of the water about 30 miles an hour, you'd say. It hurts a lot. And you take three harm. How much of that defeats armor? None of it. You're a tough cookie. The unfortunate part is that it doesn't stop when it hits the water. And it is now holding you under the water. Mm. Seeing as you were just slammed into what effectively was a brick wall at 30 miles an hour, most of the air has left your lungs. You do not feel like you can last much longer down here. Can I see anything beneath the waves, or uh, is it inky blackness? Mostly what you're seeing is thrashing tentacles and the... I'm not sure what the word is, but when water is churned and there's a lot of bubbles and motion and stuff. So you don't have a great field of vision, but it's not like you're in complete darkness or anything. What is it you're looking to do? Somehow get Og's attention. How does you being able to see underwater help you get Og's attention? Because if I can see the boat, the boat could potentially see me. I see. You're not sure if you see. I see. I throw a life preserver at him. Yeah! You toss a life preserver to where you saw him go under. Oh, he's not like thrashing at the surface? No, 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 no. He has, he has been dragged beneath the surface of the water. Are the other tentacles still stuck to the boat? Oh, yeah, there's more tentacles sprouting out of the water. Do those tentacles feel like other creatures? You are not certain. You could roll to investigate a mystery, maybe. I could do that. And a six and a three is a nine. And my investigative mystery is a sharp two, which makes that an eleven. Eleven's pretty good. That gives you a whole two. Well, I guess if I want to know if it's more than one creature, then what kind of creature is it? Uh, this is one of the skinwalkers. One of the skinwalkers works for me. Because that means, you know, I don't have to worry about other ones swimming away with my buddy. 
he's like still within reach of the boat. Father O'Malley, do you want to jump in or should I? I will take the plunge, Trevor. You just try to keep the boat from falling apart. Okay, here's the air, here's your rope. Bye. Shark! Og looks around, he's not sure what to do. As I jump over the side of the boat, I will motion for Og to come with. I gave Og two butcher's knives from the butcher's block at the little cafe where I get my alcohol. Because there's a stove over there, and I cook on the boat. He looks at them, confused. And I hold them in my hand, and I make stabby noises, and then I make bitey, crunchy face noises at where I stabbed, and then I hand him the knives, and then I point to the water. Shark! He says as he nods. Okay. And dives into the water. Bye! Curse splash. Meanwhile, this tentacle monster is trying to crush the boat. I slowly move the boat over the ward line. Okay, it's going to take some work to do that because this thing is trying to hold the boat back from the ward line. Okay, so like, one thing I'm going to do then to fix that is, it's it's underneath me, right? Like, it's holding on to me and like holding a rock or something and holding the boat, but he's not me underneath me. Right. I'm going to drop the anchor on it. Sounds good. Okay, so because we're playing Monster of the Week, that just defaults to act under pressure. Hooray! Well, a five and a four is a nine. And my act under pressure for a one makes it a ten. So that anchor drops and smacks this thing. And the boat begins to edge across the line. As it reaches the line, some of the tentacles start to sizzle and hiss and release, weakening the grip even further. Father O'Malley, there's tentacles thrashing about. Having jumped over the edge of the boat, I am going to dive quick underwater and see if I see Osmond. World read a bad situation. All right. A six and a two is an eight plus my cool... Uh, Read a bad situation is sharp, which is also plus one. So that is a nine. So with a nine, you get to hold one. What's the best way to protect the victims? Well, through the thrashing, you see Sir Osmond struggling to get to the surface. One of the largest tentacles has him wrapped thoroughly around his torso and is shaking him violently. It looks like it has the intelligence to understand what it's doing. And it's trying to wear him out. You think if you could cause it some real damage, something that it wouldn't just heal back immediately, you might be able to get it to reflexively release him. Okay. So while that is my long-term goal, I have one thing I'm going to attempt to do before I attack the thing. I'm going to swim in and try to activate his helmet to pressurize his suit so that he's not losing oxygen. That is definitely going to be a role to act under pressure. And I assumed as much. I'm going to use my bottle it up ability to give myself a plus three on this act under pressure roll. And then you get to distribute subsequent minus ones, one for one, to any rolls I make for the remainder of the session that are not act under pressure. You got it. A four and a three is a seven. Um, plus my cool of one is an eight. Plus three is an eleven. In you go. 
diving between these smashing and cumbersome tentacles, and you get in there and you hit the switch, and boom, Sir Osmond, you can breathe again. <laughs> Noises from inside of the helmet, beneath the waves. Og is fighting to keep some of the other tentacles off of the two of you at this moment. It looks like he's bought you a moment or two to act. Now that Osmond is safe, I'm just going to turn around and strike the tentacle that's got him around the waist with my holy fist. Roll to kick some ass. All right, a six and a two is an eight, uh, plus my tough of three is an 11. So, you punch it and there is a blast of holy light. What additional effect would you like to choose? I'd like to put it where I want it so that Osmond is released. You smash the tentacle and your fist sears where it connects and blackens and chars the flesh around it. The tentacle quickly releases and the creature lurches backwards. At this point, it loses its grip and the boat just takes off past the barrier. The two of you, however, are still on the wrong side of it. Being recently given air and knowing how quite heavy I am in all of this armor, I'm going to make the most of things and underwater spaceman walk, not that I know what that is, over across the bounds to the safe side. You begin your jaunty little movement, and it is slow, painstakingly so. Father O'Malley, what are you doing while he's trying to make his way over? I am going to attempt to swim for the barrier. I would like you to roll to act under pressure. All right. Oh, a three and a three is a six, and my cool of plus one is a seven. Sir Osmond, you as well. <sighs> three and a one is four. Good thing I've got that cool of plus one to make those a five. Father O'Malley, you cross the barrier feeling safe, and you turn to see the tentacles reach out, envelop Sir Osmond, and drag him away into the darkness. Oh no. So, uh, both the tentacle and Osmond are beyond my field of vision? Correct. I will kick around and swim back out towards Osmond and uh, the, the tentacle monster. As you cross back over the barrier... That feeling of safety vanishes entirely. You are alone at the bottom of the ocean, and there is no sign of your friend. And I assume no sign of Og either? There is no sign of Og. If you'd like, you may roll to investigate a mystery. All right, I will see how this works. A five plus two is a seven, plus my sharp of one is an eight. That gives you a hold one. I will ask the most important, which is where did it go? For a moment, you think all is lost. There is no possible way you could follow this thing. But then you see this very faint trail of quickly dissipating black ichor similar in color to the, the flesh that you charred with your holy fist. I will swim after the 
the Icor at the fastest pace I can manage. Trevor Epps. Hey, man. You're safe. The boat is on the proper side of the barrier. You just need to wait for your friends to surface. But they don't. Um, can I see them on the radar? You run back to your radar and turn it on, and you're not picking them up. Well, I can't afford to lose my friends. That's just silly. You do still have the captive on the boat. But yeah, he's not going anywhere. Right? Not that you can tell. You're not going anywhere, right? And I point at him. Refill. Refill. All right. Well, then I take the boat and I head in. Oh, no. What direction do I head in? You can roll to investigate a mystery. Whew. What a what a good guy. Well, a four and a two is a six. And my investigative mystery is sharp for a two with fiction an eight because I'm the detective. So you've got one question. Where did it go? You have a rough general idea of the direction it headed in, or at least the direction it started to head in, you think. Well, good. You're assuming it would have headed straight away from the barrier. That does make the most sense. But you're not sure you have a way to track it. Well, I mean, it popped up on the radar before, so like, you know. If it doesn't pop up, my friends will pop up. At this point, it's been a couple of minutes, so... If it was able to keep up with the boat, if it changed directions, you're going to be in trouble trying to track it down. You can definitely try, but there will be risks involved. Well, in that case, Og can breathe underwater. Father O'Malley has a self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. And Sir Osmond of the Flow has some armor that automatically filters out the air around the water to make him breathe underwater. Given that information, and that I have a boat, and it infected, and that needs to get back to the island so we can fix the problem at hand, I'm going to split the party. 